0: You're listening to The Hero of the Story, presented by the Gospel Project. The Hero of the Story helps you study and teach the story of redemption from all Scripture. Now, join your hosts, Aaron Armstrong and Brian Dembozik.
1: Hey guys, I'm Aaron, the brand manager for the Gospel Project, and this is and Brian is here with me, uh, our managing editor. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Aaron? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm having a having a good. Good afternoon of recording so good yeah yeah it's always fun recording these it is fun recording these um so today we are talking about a uh, a new topic um for for our uh for our podcast here the hero of the story um and interestingly this one actually comes from the mouth of jesus himself um so we get to we get to we get to think about what does it mean to be gospel-centered when Jesus is yeah. telling us something? And so, um, Brian, how about you kick us off with, uh, with a particular passage?
0: Yeah, I'm just gonna read just a, a real brief one, John 14, 15, and, and this is, of course, Jesus speaking, and, and he says, if you love me, you will keep my commands.
1: And that's, of course, from the CSB. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a tough one, right? Because, yeah. I mean, if you love me, you will, you will keep my, my commands. If you love me, you will obey me. Yeah. That so now a lot now let's let's think about that cuz i mean when when most of us are taught about about what the message of christianity is um you know we're we're you know we hear things like it's not about rules it's about a relationship it's not about um it's not about obedience it's about faith yeah um you know these kinds of things um you know and and certainly nothing wrong with with those things per Just se imprecise, yeah. Um, they can be imprecise for sure. Um, but Jesus here is saying very plainly, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, yeah.
0: And and it, it's, I think we can take this the wrong way sometimes, mm-hmm. and 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 it's easy to do because, and you look at that very short, simple verse, it seems like it's an if then, it seems like. We are to read that by saying, well, this is, this is the way you prove, you have to earn this, you have to prove this, and that proof is through acts that you do. And we can say, well, wait a minute, the Pharisees, they look like they were keeping the commands, mm-hmm. uh, obsessively so, but we know they did not love Christ. We know that he, they did not honor him. Right. And so we can fall into this trap of thinking, is that what Jesus is telling us here, that I need to focus on obeying? Mm. And through my obedience, I please God, I please Christ through my obedience. Is that what he's after? Right. And we know that is not what he's after. And, and again, we know, uh, I don't know if we've mentioned this principle in our podcast at this point, Aaron, so this is a good time if not, but yeah, we know we interpret all scripture, especially a little bit challenging or something that is maybe confusing, we, we interpret it in light of clear passages, mm-hmm. and we we interpret it in light of the bigger narrative. So we start with, all right, you know, in this, if we we're gonna do drill down and do deep study on this, we would start with, all right, how did John use that terminology within the context around it? How did he use those words in his writings? So Gospel of John, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, Revelation, then how does the New Testament kind of convey these ideas, and how is Scripture? So we kind of yeah. use that process to, to safeguard our understanding of any single passage. Yeah. So we take, for time's sake, we're just going to cut to the chase on yeah. this and say, hey, so when we look at this, we need to make sure that we're understanding what Jesus is saying in here in, in terms of a gospel-centered hermeneutic. Mm-hmm. That does not sound gospel-centered, that yes. we need to focus on obedience to prove to God or to be accepted by right. him. So I think this is a time where we look at it and say, well, minute, let's just be clear with what he's saying. Mm-hmm. We're, we have two things that he's holding up here.
1: Yeah. Love and obedience. And obedience. Yeah and he does this a lot because and and actually God does this a lot throughout the whole Bible I mean think yeah. about uh think about the think about the law itself in um in yep. in Exodus that what happens when when God is is giving the law he doesn't begin with here you know do do yeah. do 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 he doesn't he doesn't he or or the don't 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 um he says I am the Lord your God who who rescued you from Egypt. Yeah, and this is and so the the beginning portion there is I am I am God. This is what I have done. I'm the rescuing God. I'm the delivering God. Right. I'm the God who cares
0: deeply. In Exodus right. 19, he mentions I carried you like on the eagle's wings. Right, and it's this picture of I care for you. I love you. I provide for you. I give you what you need.
1: Right. Therefore, live this way. Yes. You see the same thing in the way that Jesus preaches, not just here. Um, and we're gonna, and I realize we're giving that away a little bit, but um we see him do that um elsewhere too. Think the again, think the Sermon on the Mount. That is that is a key place where he does yes. that. Um even in the Lord's Prayer, we find this, this this idea that there is a relationship here that. One that we can get confused with very easily because we are prone to moralism. We are prone yes. to trying to earn what it is like earn our righteousness before God, and, and that's what we have to be careful. We can't read in what's not here. Exactly. I mean, if you look, it's
0: a very simple verse. And yeah. so, what, but I think what we do is sometimes we wrongly read into this. If you want me to love you, then keep my commands. Right. Or if you love me, you have to keep my commands. Right. And that's where we break down. Let's just what he says. If you love me, then you'll keep my commands. Mm-hmm. So what he's saying here is not a, a test. This is not to be taken by him of saying, All right, here's how I'm gonna test you. Yep. This I would say, no, is more of a statement of fact. He's matter-of-factly saying, Look, love fuels obedience. If you get love for me right. And we know that that love is born out of His love for us. It's created in us by His His work in our hearts and changing us. And He develops this love for Him. We naturally will obey. And so it's not a, a test, so to speak. Mm-hmm. It's not a, a command for us, a burdensome command. Yeah. I think He's giving us here something that is extremely gospel-centered. Right.
1: That love is what fuels obedience, right? Well, and and that's the thing, right? Is is um, this is the principle that again, this is this is that same principle we see. We am saying it's it's that love comes from being a new person. Yes. So we don't love the same things when we are in Christ, when we have been rescued and redeemed by him, when we have put our faith in him. When we are new people, we have new desires. So people who don't love God don't want to obey him. They do what they want. It's just not that. And we can't obey God
0: to bring about love. Correct. And that's why after this, you know, in John 14, 15 verses 16 following, he mentions the giving of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I think the context there bears this out, that he's saying, hey, and the Holy Spirit is the one who will develop this heart within you to love me. And then again, as as we're big fans of, this idea of we obey out of gratitude. Uh, We obey because of what God has done for us in Christ. And so our obedience is not done grudgingly uh, when it does happen that way for us, and it does. It's because we do not have our go- gospel focus in the right place. Uh, we have lost that that thinking. We have lost that mindset, that heart posture, and we've lapsed into moralism right. in those times. But the, the the obedience that that God is after is obedience that we long to do. We, as we know, we should not look at, at the commands of Christ, and we should not say, "Oh, what a chore! What a burden!" Mm-hmm. We, we should look at this and say, I, I joyfully, I want to right. do these out of gratitude, out right. of love for what you've done. You know, w- Yeah. Uh, we know that, you know, as, as you and I are both, we both have wives, we know that our, our wives want us to love them in such a way that we, we joyfully, not dutifully serve them in our homes, that, that my wife wants to see me do the dishes, Yeah. not because I have to. Although you do have to. Because well, the dishes we, get used we have a we have <laughs> we we have a a deal so whoever cooks the other cleans up afterward
1: Oh, very interesting so that's All kind right.
0: of our deal that we worked out but Grace says that there are times that I may have cooked and and if she sees me cleaning up those dishes afterward and I don't have to because we have this deal worked out what what gets her heart stirred for me is knowing that I'm doing that joyfully for her yeah and how much more is God's heart um. Enlightened, I don't know what word I'm looking for there, but stirred. How much more does he love? How much more glory does he receive? I guess that's what I'm looking for. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, he delight I mean, I mean, keep in mind, he delights in his people. Yes. So our so when we obey him with the right posture. With the right posture. When we obey him out of out of the love that he has shown us, and when we are exhibiting our love for him. That's, that's delightful for him. Yeah. It's a joy. And, th- and that's, this is, you know, we, we are
0: also about understanding that the gospel com- compels us to live on mission. Mm-hmm. That's what our culture needs to see. They don't need to see God's people serving him, obeying him grudgingly, or even, even you know, without emotion. Yeah. They need to see us finding joy and contentment and our service to him, which includes our involvement in our local churches, yep. um, our ministry to our families, uh, and as we are, are making relationships, building relationships with people outside the church uh, in terms of of building relationships to share Christ with people and, and show them the beauty of the gospel, the, let them s- smell the fragrance of Christ through our lives, mm-hmm. we need to do this. Uh, with not an artificial, contrived way, but a, a sincere joy, yeah, in Christ, who He is, what He's done for us. Right. That's really
1: good. Right. I think we covered it. I think we, I think we did. I
0: think we did.
1: Okay, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this. This was um, this was actually just really encouraging for me to be reminded of today. Because um, I mean, it's easy. It's so easy to fall back into the into the trap we are all yeah. prone to prone to forget this um, and yeah Brian thanks for encouraging me yeah. right. it's so, good time yeah. all right guys we'll talk to you next time thanks for listening
0: to the hero of the story presented by the gospel project a family of resources revealing how all scripture gives testimony to Jesus learn more at gospelproject.com